Let me tell you about uh, Mercury Real Estate. Uh, it's realestateagentsitrust.com. These are the people that are going to help you sell your home fast for uh, the most amount of money uh, and with the least amount of hassle. Um, these are real estate agents, some of the best in the country, and they're all hand-selected uh, to be a part of this team. They are w- w- the Real Estate Agents I Trust is not a real estate company. Um, All we are is a matchmaking service. We know that you have certain values. We know that you want to sell your house uh, the right way. We happen to know really good real estate agents who happen to be fans and have the same kind of values that you do. We just put you together so you can sell your house. It's one of those things that you absolutely have to do checking on, but you don't want to do the work for. Right. That's why real estate agents right. I, I trust.com exists. Right. Let us do the work. Uh, you just uh, sell the house or buy a new one and do the moving. It's real estate agents I trust.com. Go there now. Sell your house on time and for the most amount of money. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, finally, somebody has done some thinking. School in Florida is taking serious the school safety issue. It has hired two combat veterans armed with semi-automatic rifles to patrol and guard the campus against potential threats. Manatee School for the Arts, Palmetto, Florida, hired school guardians to comply with state legislation requiring schools have at least one school safe school officer. So instead of going for the people that, you know, uh, the schools usually hire, they've decided to go to actual experts. Oh, my gosh. Panic, everyone. We begin there and also with another school in West Virginia. As the program begins in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck program. When we started telling you about Simply Safe, uh, there were, I think, six employees of this company, and uh, we just really believed in them. Um, they were just getting off of their feet, and uh, I found out about them, and we talked to them, and I thought, this is a company that knows what they're doing, a group of people that actually care about people's safety. Now they have three million homes and businesses that they are protecting all across the country. Uh, about, what, eight months ago, nine months ago, it was two million homes. This is a fast-growing company, and it's growing fast because it has really done its homework over the years and really gotten their product right. And what their product is, is home security. You own the system, so you're not paying for it endlessly. There's no wiring of the system or anything else. Stu's, what is it, your sister-in-law? Mm-hmm. Sister-in-law lives in an apartment and she's, uh, you know, needs security. She doesn't want to pay for the big, huge, you yeah. know, monthly bill. Actually, and rental house. Um, but that's the thing. I mean, when you're yeah. renting something and you're going to move around, you don't want to pay that huge bill. You don't want to be locked into a contract forever that you can't get out of when you don't even live in the house anymore. Simply Safe is the way to go. $14.99 a month with no long-term contract. That's just for the monitoring. You own the system. Super deals on it. You're going to save so much money. Just go to the website and find out how much money you are going to save in the first year. It is, it's incredible how much money we have wasted on security because, you know, we're locked into a stupid contract and we just didn't know. Simply safe, changing the industry, 
changing the safety at your house. It's simplysafebeck.com. Go there now, simplysafebeck.com. You're going to get 10% off the system, plus free shipping on any system that you order. 10% off right now, simplysafebeck.com. I want to get to the school in uh, school in uh, Florida, but I I want to start with something that I read that is just so sickening. And we have audio to show you what's happening in the school in West Virginia. Now, Amber Pack is a mom, eight year old special needs girl, and her girl just kept saying, I don't want to go to school, Mom. I don't want to go to school. I don't know, want to go to school. And so Amber thought, there's something going on. Some, somebody's doing something to my daughter because she's, she's never been like this. So she didn't know if it was a classmate picking on her or the teacher or, or whatever. So she actually put a recording device in her daughter's hair and and then recorded absolutely everything that happened to her um, and tried to figure out what was going on. Well, it wasn't too hard to see why her daughter did not want to go to school. Uh, let me let me just start by playing some of the audio. Um, this is this is what she gotten. These are teachers at this this uh, special needs uh, class. These are teachers. Cut one, please. How to backhand you right in your teeth. How's that for anxiety? I'll punch you in your face. Okay. So the first thing is says, um, she has anxiety. Well, how about if I just hit you in the face? How about if I punch you in the face? How will that be for your anxiety? Okay. And you hear the girl whine. Then, cut two. Well, you gotta go pee pee? Pee pee? Or do you not have to go pee pee and you just wanna go across the chair? Uh, do you wanna just go into the restroom and masturbate? Uh, but she didn't say it that way. Um, cut three. I'm gonna pull your hair until you stop crying. Don't throw it. Don't throw. <laughs> Animal, you. Yep. You animal. You wench. You wench. You're like a pygmy. Oh my god. Okay. Um, this is not. By the way, this is not the same teacher. Uh, cut four. How your tears dry up so quickly, crocodile. And then she wants to destroy everything in sight. I'm, I'm gonna knock you out. I'm gonna knock you out. How that? How quickly your tears dry, you crocodile. Uh, cut five. Beach butt for sure, you know, and you're gonna get one just just cuz now. Listen to how severely handicapped the child is. Obviously, listen to the reactions of this child. Uh, now it's lunchtime. Cut six. Growl at me, I dare you, and you won't get one. Go ahead. Nothing says I have to give you a snack. Nothing. Looks like you get nothing, Owen. <laughs> oh, sorry, buddy. Do you understand what that was? It was lunchtime. 
snack you keep, time. Snack time. Yeah. You, keep, you keep whining at me like that, you're not going to get any. There's nothing that says I have to give you food. Mm. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, jeez. So the teachers involved have been suspended. Suspended? Suspended? What more do you need? Sincerely, what more do you need? If these teachers can't be fired immediately for something like that, what else do you need? Seeing that they resigned, however, uh, it seems. They tendered their resignation soon after the story came out, which would make a little bit of sense and something that should be accepted, I suppose. <clears throat> but uh, uh, I wonder if that resignation like- uh, still allows them to get any kind of, uh, you know, uh, pay. Obviously, shouldn't be accepted if that's the case. I, I, what, what the hell are you doing in this in this business? What, what are you doing with your life if that is the way you're going to treat people to to, to live uh, your life and have your the way you're making your money be with special needs kids? You have to be a pretty special person. Uh, you know, you have to be someone who's patient and and understanding and trying to do something. I mean, that is a that's a that's not even a job, right? That is a no, life that's a calling. Choice. It's a calling. That's a calling. And if you don't have that calling, what are you doing working in that world? That's I mean, that is inhuman to treat someone like that. Anybody, so let alone a special needs kid. What's interesting is all of those cuts, all of those. That's the same day. Mm. Jeez. That's not that wasn't an ongoing investigation. That's what when when the child got home, mom took the recorder and replayed it all. And all of that happened on that one day. Imagine why that child of special needs did not want to go to school. Mm. It, it, When the government runs everything, who do you run to? If this were a, um, if this were a, a private school, people would be clamoring and it would end immediately, immediately. There would be there would be things in place because the corporation that ran it, if it wasn't in bed with the government or press. Would have to stop it. They would stop it before it started. I'm sorry, but these teachers resigned. What I loved was the school administrators that were horrified by this. Excuse me. Hang on. It's not just one teacher. How is this going on in your school and you don't know it? If it's one teacher, you're like, okay. But it wasn't just one. So how is this happening without you knowing it? How have you created an atmosphere where this kind of thing could go on? We have lost touch with humanity and common sense. 
Look at look at the heat that this school in Florida is getting. The school in Florida that actually is doing the right thing. I mean, what is what is the right thing? What is the right thing? Protect your children, right? Do you not? Would you not do everything you had to do to protect your children? Of course you would. Of course you would. If there were people outside of your house and you knew they wanted to come in and kill you and your family, I don't care how you feel about guns. When all was said and done, you would get a gun or you would do something to protect your family from somebody coming into that house. You would do it. Because in the end, it's either them or your kids. And what do we argue about? We argue about whether we should have a mall cop. We argue, we argue about, well, we don't want somebody with an automatic weapon around my kids. I do. If my kids are in danger, I do. If that will stop somebody from coming in and shooting up a classroom, yeah, you park a tank out front. I don't give a crap. I don't care. Keep the bad guys away. So here's a school that's making sense and saying, you know what? We have all these veterans that have come home. They have made a difference, and now they feel like they don't make a difference. Put them at our school. We are so, we are so short-sighted that we don't, even, we don't even recognize the threat of Beslan. That was a horrible, horrible, game-changing situation that happened in Russia about 15 years ago. When this thing happened, terrorists took over a school on the first day of school and they slaughtered children and parents, just slaughtered them, held on to the school. The story is horrific. Military had to come in. I don't know. I'd rather just have a couple of vets. Just to say, hey, we've hardened our school and yeah, they've got an automatic weapon. And if you come on school and you are going to do something, we're going to kill you. Because it's better that we kill you than you kill anybody else. You see what happened in Portland a couple of weeks ago? Press didn't cover it. School shooting. Guy comes in. The police happened to be there. They happened to notice this guy and he just seemed off. And so he, uh, they start questioning him, and he gets a little aggressive. He's in the school. They push him outside of the school. They push him through the doors. They start to tackle him. He grabs his gun. He shoots at the deputies. He shoots, I think, five or six times. Nobody is, nobody is killed, thank God. But he's discharging his weapon. Well, that's not really a story. That wasn't a school shooting. Why? He was in with a gun. Shooting. He wanted to shoot children. The cops stopped him. Why isn't that a story? I'll tell you why it's not a story. Because he was wearing a t-shirt. What did his t-shirt say? We'll talk about it here in 60 seconds. All right. We tell you about real estate agents I trust. Real estate agents I trust. 
You can trust them for a simple reason. They are people just like you that uh, want a square deal. They're fans of the show. They live by the same kind of principles that you do. And they're the best in your area. They know how to price your home to make sure that it moves on time and for the most amount of money. That's the hardest thing. And it, it's not an algorithm. You have to know the area. You have to know, you know, this particular plot of land in this section of town I know this area. Right. You know, maybe there's construction going on nearby. You might know that there's a new road about to be built. People who really know the area. It's, you can't do it by algorithm because then you just choose a profile of a person. You have yeah. to know the actual individuals. So the the people that we have uh, selected are all fans of the show, and they are the best in your area. And we hook you up, I mean, I think within the first few minutes. When you get on, I don't think it's more than an hour uh, that you will hear back from somebody. I mean, unless it's in the middle of the night, I suppose. Um, you'll hear back from our team right away and say, this is the agent in your area. Don't play games with the agents. They're not all the same. Get the best one. Sell your home on time and for the most amount of money with realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. To buy or sell your home, realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Glenn Beck program. So what did the T-shirt say of the guy who goes in in Oregon and starts uh, shooting at the cops? And he's only shooting at the cops because the cops wouldn't let him get close enough to shoot the children. He's wearing a smash the patriarchy uh, T-shirt. Now, I wonder if that played a role at all in any of the non-coverage of this story. Our, our priorities are so upside down right now. And it's, and it's really, you know, I, I, I shouldn't say it that way. <clears throat> People don't think that this could be lost. I really, I really don't, I don't think the average person has any clue how close to the edge we really are. We, we just seem to think, well, it'll, it'll, it'll work itself out. Now, not everybody is like that, but I think the average American is like that. They just think that this is just going to go on. You can just tinker with it, whatever you want. I don't have to pay attention to that. I don't have to stand up for this. You know, I've never been, I'm against abortion, but I've never stood up because I don't want to get involved. Gang, we're at the cliff. We're at the cliff. You have to take a stand. Not to stand is to stand. Not to speak is is to speak and for anybody who thinks that it's going to get easier from here it's not it's not it's going to get a lot harder from here last night on the tv show um i explained to the audience how this all ends i can tell you right now how this all ends in the next five years should we choose Look at the turmoil we have right now inside our country. Look at, look at the Green New Deal. Now, what the hell is the Green New Deal? What is that really? 
you have all the Democrats signing on. Now, Mitch McConnell will see how real it is. But they're all signing on. All the Democrats, they have, what, 70-some co-sponsors for yeah, this bill? Yeah, about 70, yeah. You have most of the Democratic presidential candidates signing on. And what is it in reality? It is the abolishment of the car industry. It is the abolishment of the combustion engine car within 10 years. It is the grounding of airplanes within 10 years. The abolishment of air travel. It is building of uh, high-speed rail, which, by the way, Gavin Newsom just pulled out of the high-speed rail in California. Said it's a boondoggle. They always are. So you want to build a high-speed rail. You want to get rid of cars. You want to get rid of airplanes. Plus, you're going to ban all uh, oil, natural gas, and nuclear energy in 10 years. So by 2029, you're going to do all that. Now, remember that Bain Capital said just because of new technology, we are going to have a 30% unemployment rate by 2030. Okay? Now, that may change... And it may change because we always are pessimistic. You know, what happens when we start building cars? What's going to happen to all the blacksmiths? Well, the blacksmiths are going to go away and there's going to be some pain, but we're going to have mechanics. So there'll be new jobs created. Now, people that understand technology, and I tend to agree with them, um, say that those jobs are not, there's no new job that's going to be recreated because you're going to have robots that are going to be able to do it. And I know that sounds like sci-fi, but we are now living in that time where science fiction is becoming science fact. Now, how it all shakes out, is going to be up to us. So we have all this displacement coming just from technology. Then on top of it, you want to, you, you want to get rid of planes? You want to get rid of cars? You want to get rid of the combustion engine? You want to get rid of oil, natural gas, and nuclear energy at the same time? What does that look like in the end, economically? What does the next 10 years look like economically? And do you think the world sits around and does nothing when it's in that much pain? Or do you think there might be a global war? Let me just give you a quick 10 seconds on how this ends when we come back. You're listening to Glenn Beck. There is nothing better than Relief Factor. There is nothing better than Relief Factor. If you want to get rid of your pain, your pain is caused mainly by inflammation. The body inflames and it causes all kinds of problems. I mean, if you look at um, anything, you know, science, medical science is showing us now inflammation, uh, you know, is is uh, a breeding ground for everything that is bad. You know, cancer, everything. Inflammation is our biggest enemy. This is what uh, relief factor does. It reduces inflammation. It's 100% natural. It works for me. I take it three times a day. I have for over a year. 70% of the people who try it find great relief from Relief Factor. Get out of pain. 800 583 ReliefFactor.com.
Go to blazetv.com slash Beck and you use the promo code Beck to get 10 bucks off your Blaze TV subscription. All the shows you know and love are on demand. This podcast is sponsored by simplysafe.com slash Glenn. I love doing commercials for Simply Safe because I have this system. In fact, I have it in my office even where we have a lot of collectibles. So when we lock up the doors on the weekend, we know nobody's going to, you know, steal the ruby slippers or the cup of a carpenter. Simply Safe is the best home security. They believe nothing should come between you and protecting your home. Simply Safe has created a system where you own the the alarm system. So for $14.95 a month, they give you the 24/7 monitoring. It's all wireless so you don't have to worry about somebody cutting the lines or the power going out. All of it still works. Get a jump on protecting your home the Simply Safe way. simplysafe.com/glen. G L E N N. No time like the present. This is how you protect your home and your stuff. simplysafe.com/glen. Good morning this afternoon and this evening. Good night. Good morning. How are you? Welcome to the program, Pat Gray. It's a beautiful morning out it there. Is. I have to apologize today. to Seattle, by the way. I was talking about their six inches of snow. Boo-hoo. Um, and how, you know, I'm from Seattle, so mm-hmm. back off. I can say these things. Um, but, uh, you know, they freak out. They have no snow plows. They have nothing. They have nothing. They can't salt or sand. They have to bring it all from the mountains. And if the mountain passes are really bad, they got to clear the mountain passes. Uh, and so I talked about this yesterday. Six inches of snow is a lot. Well, uh, I didn't hear the update until I got a lot of my family going, oh, really? Really? I haven't left my house in nine days. Wow. They got 20 inches of snow. SeaTac. 20 inches of snow in Seattle. Wow. SeaTac. Wow. That's like. That's a lot. That is, that is the a lot. A snow apocalypse for Seattle. Yeah. Now they're getting rain now, I guess. Now they're going to be worried about flooding. But that's the most snow since 1946. Global warming. This, war- this globe, yeah, I know. This globe warming. is warming so fast. Just to- <laughs> before, we get into, uh, before we get into Pat, uh, mm-hmm. I, I want to just tell you. Um, one thing, and I want you to chew on this. I want you to, I want you to debate this. If it sounds crazy, I want you to call me. I want you to debate yourself. I want you to, to, to prove me wrong, please. I believe we are one election away from losing the Constitution of the United States of America. The fundamental transformation that Barack Obama was looking for is this presidential election away. Now, I want you to hear me carefully. This is not, you got to vote for Trump, or you can't vote for them. I'm not talking politically here. I want you to understand the layout of the ground. What does the ground look like right now? We are at an unemployment rate that almost never happens. It was 3.7%, which means 3.7% has always been what what you know statisticians always say is full employment just about everybody who wants a job has a job now it may not be the job they want but it's historic low in employ- unemployment for the first time i think since like 1972 
in this last year, people have had an actual raise. Now, you might have had raises in the past, but it is not kept up with the with price inflation. Okay, so you have an actual raise. The average person for the first time has felt an actual increase in their salary. Okay, we have a stock market that is riddled with inflation, gone up 400 percent since 2008. Now, you may say that doesn't help you, but it does if you have money in your 401k. It does if you're if you have retirement funds. So we are. Yes, we have our problems, but we are the best we've been in this situation. And by the way, we're we're now our 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 debt is up to twenty two trillion dollars. So money is just flowing from the government. Okay, Mm -hmm. doesn't get better than this. Why would you introduce a new deal at a time like this? A new deal was when we have nothing to fear but fear itself. When unemployment was at 30%, think of that, 30% unemployment, bread lines all over the country, the Dust Bowl, people getting up and just moving because they've got nothing left. There's no work. There's no way to feed your family. This is when we were actually responsible for growing our own food and everything else. There was nothing that's how bad it was when we said we need a new deal. Now, what this new deal, this green new deal is, is guaranteed housing, guaranteed jobs, guaranteed income, guaranteed food. That's not the United States of America. That is against everything in our Constitution that flips us from a a. Uh, a individual based country that has the rights of the individual tells the government, no, you stay away. You stay away where the, where the individual is empowered. This flips it entirely up, up, upends it and turns us into the former Soviet union or any other true socialist state. And that is not Sweden. That is still a capitalist society. It's like Venezuela. It's like Venezuela, where they redistribute the land and the income, and they dictate what is fair and what is not. Here's how this ends. If we don't pay attention, and we don't start coming together, and we don't start talking to our reasonable Democratic friends, I'm not talking about the politicians. I'm talking about the people that you know that are if you had a real conversation with him and you got past Trump and the politics in Washington, you'd have a real conversation with him and they'd go this stuff with abortion, killing the baby after it's born, even considering that killing the baby. For, so the mom carries a dead child because it takes three days to get that dead child out of her. If she wants to abort at birth, that's that's insane. You know, the government saying that we, that you're going to get rid of your cars, you're going to get rid of airplanes, you're going to have a guaranteed job and guaranteed houses. Everybody's going to do this. That if we can't make that case to our friends when things are this good. Here's how it ends. In the next 18 months, we have a severe disruption because of an outbreak of war, terror, or just because 
European banking just goes to hell in a handbasket and we're all connected to each other and it hits us hard and we go into a deep recession. God forbid a depression. The only thing that is holding this president together is the economic story. He is so disliked by so many people that that they are holding on to him because they're not in pain. The minute this thing falls apart in an election year, forget about what they stand for. People in America will say, okay, I don't want any more of that. I want somebody over here. And these guys are compassionate and they're going to help. And you know what? This system, I'm not sure this system even works anymore. The only reason why they're putting a Green New Deal up and all of them, all of them, the presidential candidates, all of them are signing on to this is because this is the end of the American experiment, this election. And it can happen that fast and will. It's a really punch, good point. Punch holes in that. It's a really good point. Can you punch holes in that? No, that's that's a really good point. I think you should probably consider doing this as a, like a full-time thing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. you might no, so, but seriously. It. That seriously, sounds no, crazy. Seriously, it was because your point of if we're this close. Now. Now. When it's good, what's going to happen when it gets bad? That's I, you know, that's chilling, and it's, it's also chilling. it's a result of the binary choice sort of situation that we have. Mm-hmm. In that, if things get bad and, and people don't like Trump, they'll pick the other person without thinking about how bad they are. Right, and if that other person happens to be in the equivalent of Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, mm-hmm. we're going to have some serious problems. And here. it could be because that's the only alternative, right? Pretty much. We talked about the Green New Deal, the Democrats. Yeah, the Green New Deal. Uh, we talked about last break, and you, you mentioned. I don't know if there's been any candidates. There are no candidates in the field that I know of currently that are opposing it, with the exception of John Delaney who is a guy who has basically no chance to win and also is saying, I don't want this. I'd rather have this other giant green plan that I've right. just, I've decided. Well, Clark, uh, Klobuchar came out yesterday and said, I'm not like the rest. I'm not a socialist. Yet on Sunday, she signed on to the Green New Deal. It was previous she said to she Sunday. would. Yeah. yeah, she said she would mm-hmm. sign on to it. Now, uh, she didn't mention in her in her announcement speech, but maybe she's trying to back away from it. But she did uh, indicate support for the Green New Deal. Yeah, uh, Julian Castro has not taken a position, so he may have so, he may have an opportunity to back out of this before it gets too ugly. Do you guys know about Chile and Pinochet? Have you have you ever done any mm, some? Know? Okay, yeah. So um, I started doing some uh, research because of Venezuela on Pinochet um, in in Chile, and he was a horrible, horrible dictator. Okay, mm-hmm. but he was this weird dictator that believed. I mean his. His economic theories were Milton Friedman. Okay, mm. so uh, for while Pinochet was in was in control, again horrible, tortured people, horrible, horrible guy. So I'm only talking about the economic policies here. Um, but he took Milton Friedman stuff while he was in charge. Chile was the most had six percent growth every year. Now, in 1980, there was a disruption. I can't remember why. There was a disruption in the economy. Um, And so he uh, immediately went to work projects, and he put people to work with the government, which is a socialist plan. But as soon as that was over, he shut them back off. 
and he went back to Milton Freeman and they had another explosion of growth. Okay. So you, at times you could, if people believed in it, you could say, okay, there's 30% unemployment. We have to do something. So we work together and we pull each other up. Okay. But we never go back in America. You never go back. And these guys right now are saying the capitalist system doesn't work. This system doesn't work. The, every single bit of evidence shows this system does work when it's not greedy and in bed with the government. We have this horrible, greedy, capitalist uh, and, and socialist hybrid here where the government is protecting and picking winners and losers. That doesn't work. But they're saying that now. Imagine what happens when people feel real discomfort pray for our country mm. pray for economic stability and start working together coming together you talk about talked about barack obama's idea of the fundamental transformation if you're going to look at that as a in a foundational sort of sense probably the clearest he ever was on that was his uh his uh, despondence over the idea of a charter of negative liberties yes. versus a charter charter of positive liberties. What can the government do uh, to you as opposed to what can the government mu- must do on your behalf as the way he sort of phrased it. And that is, that is absolutely 100% the green new deal. It's the transformation 100%. from, from the charter of negative liberties to the charter of positive liberties. It's something that they've chased forever. Mm-hmm. They tried to do it partially with the, the new new deal which never was adopted. And people keep overlooking the idea that the Green New Deal is on top of the New New Deal. It's an expansion of what the New New Deal was. So you the have New to do- New Deal was, was known as the Second Bill of Rights yep. that nobody really even remembers. It was an abomination. It would have reversed the course of our Bill of Rights. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead, it was a Bill of Responsibilities. The government had to do these things for you. Instead of the Bill of Rights, hey, you don't have a right to do any of this. Back up. And it changes us from an individual to a collective society. And that is in the cards as soon as the next two years if things get bad. I I still can't believe how the media is handling this as well, where they posted this thing. This isn't us mocking the, the Green New Deal. Right? This isn't us. This is They posted this on their actual site. They said this was the background document for it. They sent it to NPR as a background document. And now the media is allowing them to get away with, well, it was just a draft. Well, first of all, it was just a draft. Where's the new one? Where's the final product then? Why, if you just put, if you put a, the wrong draft online, where's the new draft? Where's the new right. final one? Why aren't we seeing that? You're like, crap, I put the wrong one yeah. up. Hang on just a second. Take that one off. Yep. Here's I'm sending Here's you the, the responsible one. one. Yeah. Here's the one I really meant to send out. You do that immediately. Yeah, and that happens to people, right? Yeah. Uh, this is this is clearly what the real idea was. And now she's, you know, uh, Casio Cortez is like, oh, well, I'm not going to ban airplanes. I want to go visit my family in Puerto Rico. I would, of course, not do that. I'm not going to ban ice cream. I like ice cream. And it's like, well, why did you put those things in there? Again, this is your chief exactly of staff. How the healthcare thing started? Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. No, we only want Obamacare. Well, we're only going part way. The, the single payer—that's silly. <laughs> no. And now they've all embraced it because they did the groundwork. They got us used to Obamacare, mm-hmm. and now comes the real thing. Same with the Green Deal. Although they Overton windowed us first, and then maybe they'll back off th- that 
extremism a little bit, but this is their goal, obviously. Mm-hmm. This is their goal. It's, what they, it's exactly what they want to do. Not to stand is to stand. Not to speak is to speak. You must be involved every step of the way. Pat, sorry we didn't get to what you wanted to oh, talk my, about today. My tongue is exhausted. I just uh, no, way I'm too sorry. much talking. I'm, <laughs> thank you. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about Field of Greens. Uh, Brickhouse Nutrition uh, has a product called Field of Greens. Uh, I, 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 I want to talk to you about salads and how much I hate salads. Uh, but I'm not going to because I, I, I don't ever stop when I start talking about how much I hate salads and, and kale. We only have wife. a couple hours left in the show today. Well, that gives me time to just to introduce how much I have hatred for kale. My wife made a green smoothie for me this morning with kale. At least it wasn't Overton window. At least it wasn't celery juice. Mm. Anyway, field greens. It is real USDA organic fruits and vegetables complete with the antioxidants. It boosts the immunity. It has the antioxidant power. It's prebiotic, probiotic, all biotic. This is real food. And you just take a scoop of it and you get everything you need for the day without going to the salad bar. BrickhouseGlenn.com. Get 15% off your order when you use my name, G-L-E-N-N. Better you awaits. BrickhouseGlenn.com. Offer code Glenn. In our conversation about the future and why... Uh, a green new deal is appealing to many it's the millennials they don't want the you know soul-sucking office jobs of the past they know that things are changing profoundly we're missing this they don't feel satisfied they know that change is needed they're looking for someone with a big idea and so far no one on the right has a big idea other than Let's just go back to the past, which they don't understand. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about home title lock. Uh, Stu, what is that? What is that story that you read from the New York Times um, yesterday? It's actually Fox News. The Fox um, News. Around the U.S., deed theft has emerged as one of the most sophisticated and devastating frauds ever to menace homeowners. Think of that. Think of that. Mm. To ever menace homeowners. Why? Uh, yeah, I mean, now they're saying uh, scammers are no longer content with stealing $5,000. Now they want the whole house. That comes from the New York Attorney General's office. Okay, so this is really bad. And the people that have been on this, but we heard about this from these people, Home Title Lock. And we actually heard about it in an ad, and Stu brought it in, and he was like, look at this. Pat jumped on the bandwagon. We talked to the people. I'm in. Stu's in. This is really a problem, and you need to protect yourself. I want you to go to HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Read all about it. Do your homework. Get a free title scan and report. It's $100 uh, of value when you sign up. You have to do this for you. If you have parents, make sure they're doing it. HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
The Green New Deal. Everybody is looking at Gavin Newsom as a hero today for the right. Everybody's like, look at this. Here they come out with a Green New Deal. And what do they want to do? <laughs> they want high-speed rail. But Gavin Newsom, the, government, the governor of California, who's as left as can be, has just canceled the high-speed rail, saying it was too expensive and took too long. He's given the money back. Uh-huh. Is that what's happening? I'll explain in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. How long does it take? How long does it take to get DNA test results back? I can't believe that I am, I'm, I'm like impatient. I'm so excited to get the DNA results back from 23andMe. And I'm like, come on, come on. It takes a couple of weeks. Oh, jeez. Can I have it now? <laughs> you remember when DNA tests were like, a thing of the future that would never happen. Remember when they were starting to chart the the genome, the human genome? Oh, yeah. And they were like, we may never fully have it charted. And then all of a sudden it just started building on itself. Oh, do you remember the you know, a large reason why OJ Simpson went free is because DNA was so foreign to the average American yeah. that they didn't believe the evidence. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean now look how far we've come. It's crazy. And now it's it's just available to everybody. Do you also know that fingerprints are not necessarily all uh, different. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, I read something about this the other day, and I was like, I, I've got to look that up. Look this up. It's never, the fingerprint analysis uh, is not a lock. Not 100% type of thing. Yeah, well, and I had no idea. I had no idea. I mean, think about the advancement there. I mean, just what you learn from DNA Oh as my opposed God. to I can't wait. fingerprints, and then it was like, I think I saw someone before that. Yeah. <laughs> We've come a long way. And there's something, you know, Gabe, my, uh, my nephew, he wrote to me and he said, uh, Uncle Glenn, can, can you send me stuff that you've done on genealogy? I just don't think it's right that the, the, the people that came before me have struggled so hard to get to where we are, and I don't even really know anything about them. He said, it's one generation and everything else is lost. I thought that was tremendous coming from a millennial. I just thought that was great. Yeah. Uh, look, get your DNA kit at 23andme.com slash Beck. I know I, I'm freaked out about it, too, uh, about having your DNA. They destroy it. They can keep it for you, but they will destroy it. And they fought several court cases, and they've won all of them when the government comes in and says, hey, we need to have the DNA. Um, they don't turn it over. And it, I talked to them extensively about it. It's 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 like a nuclear missile silo. There are two keys that have to be turned. Mm. Uh, and so it's very, very safe. DNA kit. Get it now. 23 and me. Find out the things that will change your health and also your ancestry as well. 23 and me uh, dot com slash Beck. 23 and me dot com slash Beck. All right. So, Stu, one of the things that you have been on, I mean, you've done so much with The Wonderful World of Stu, um, where you kind of took on uh, all of these topics. Um, You know, my son, he just started watching uh, Adam. What is it? Adam destroys. Adam ruins everything. everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I was proud of my son. He came to me and all of a sudden he starts quoting all this stuff. Dad, did you know? And I'm like, what? 
<laughs> in fact, that may be where I got the fingerprint thing and thought, I've got to look into that. Hmm. Um, but uh, he starts quoting all this stuff. Did you know, Dad? And I'm like, no, where? what are you reading the encyclopedia? What, what is going on? And he said, I, I've been watching this show. And he and I said, uh-huh. And he said, and it's all footnoted, which I was happy to hear him say. Mm-hmm. And I said, have you followed any of those footnotes or links? No. Well, <laughs> just because it says it was footnoted doesn't mean that it's accurate. That's why they footnote it. That's supposed right. to follow up on it. Right. And, you you're, and you're also, they footnote it also because it's like, nope, that's fact. No, Washington Post said it. It's fact. Right. And that, yeah. that's what they do in political ads even. They'll Correct. Like, he is, he's an Correct. absolute communist. And right. then you look at the link and it just says, it's like an ad in the uh, St. <laughs> li- you know, yeah. Walker Tribune. Yeah. What is that? So um, uh, he said, I've been saving a couple of them because I want to watch them with you because mm. I want to know what you think. That's and, a lot of people when when I was doing Wonderful World of Stew would would compare that show to the Adam ruins everything. Yeah. Except he has a had a very large budget. Uh, he has yeah, actors no. acting out every scene. I mean, it's it's pretty, and he's also liberal. I mean, generally speaking. Yes. Although sometimes I do find him to be right on certain. So things. I had to tell I had to tell mm-hmm. my son we watched the one on the, about the border, and mm-hmm. I said, okay. Um, he said, so is that right? Is that accurate? We stopped all the way along, and I said, let's watch the whole thing, and then we'll go back. Mm -hmm. And so I said to him, I have to tell you, I would say 90% of it, maybe 98% of it is is accurate. However, it's only half the story. So its inaccuracy is, is in what it leaves out. So I can't dispute the facts that he's saying, although some of them I can, but I can dispute easily well, yes, but he's only giving half the story here, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and so I've been trying to get him to watch Wonderful World of Stew. I uh, just wish I knew there was a place where they all lived where <laughs> you could just get online and watch them. At least you can get all, all, every episode on blazetv.com slash Beck, promo code Beck, and so, watch all the back episodes. So one of, that's convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, I should write that down. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, uh, one of the episodes you take on these high-speed rails. Yeah, a couple of them actually. Uh, one in particular, we did an interview with a guy, Eric Christian is his name. He mm-hmm. was he uh, was kind of leading the fight against this train uh, system in California that they were trying to do, and he actually got thrown out of like public hearings because he would ask questions about the cost and how feasible these things were, uh, and how the exploding cost really had uh, i mean it was mesmerizing how fast it, it this is the case with every one of these things we did um you know another light rail is another big one of one of my big pet peeves in the world mm-hmm. because there are light rail systems all over the country and everyone likes to defend their own light rail system everyone says well mine is pretty good but i think overall they're, they're all terrible the, the best case scenario for a light rail system is that no one ever steps foot on it because every time it moves it costs you money and it cost money to the the hundred percent of taxpayers when five percent of people actually ride on the thing. It's almost always really inefficient. It's always subsidized. It's one of those things where they'll be like, "Well, it only costs a dollar from go to X to Z." No, it doesn't. It costs you a lot more than a dollar because you're paying for it in another way. This is something that we all understand when it comes to taxes and healthcare. But for some reason, we just have this nostalgic thing about trains in the United States. I mean, trains were a big part of our history. 
and they were something that was really important to the foundation of this country and it's it's all that's all true but we have this weird nostalgia as if this technology needs to exist anymore there are things as far as shipping where it's valuable because those lines are already laid there's a reason Mm -hmm. there's no reason to build a new set of train tracks in the united states of america today and every time a new uh, light rail proposal comes through it is an absolute boondoggle every time and every time it is a thing where you wind up paying more and more and more the the budget always doubles and then triples and then quadruples and people want to see it through to the end because politicians make these promises and then at the very end of the game you have a a light rail system that does something that is in a very limited way in a very inefficient way it goes too slow it doesn't go as fast as you can get there when, when there's a car in almost every single situation. And at the end of the day, you have something that goes from one place to another when we, as we all know, population centers shift constantly. If you had, if you 100% knew two things would stay the exact same way for a very long period of time and people wouldn't move and people wouldn't have different priorities, you could maybe make an argument for it. But these things change all the time. People move from neighborhood to neighborhood. Some neighborhood ter- decides to be, uh, it's no longer trendy. There's no stop in the place where all the new restaurants are. It, it is not an efficient way to travel, which is why we moved on, by the way, from but, trains to cars to planes. But people don't understand that because in the power centers, for instance, mainly in New York, the subway is so critical to people. I mean, it changes it, it changes the value of property because if you're on the east side, the train does not. The Second Avenue uh, train has has it been completed yet? I know it was I so. it was it was supposed to be completed mm-hmm. forever, mm-hmm. Uh, and and it actually affected property values because you wanted to be near a subway stop, and there wasn't one there. The problem is, is that that's New York, right? That's it's, New yeah. York. And when you get out of the major population centers, you're not going to take a train. Because you're already driving, you would be driving from, you know, uh, 20 miles to go get to the train and then park and then get on the train and then wait and then go another maybe 20 miles. And then what do you have on the other end? There's no car. There's no Uber. I mean, it's not like it is in the major cities. Right. And the other thing, too, about the subway system, even in New York, New York, first of all, is obviously the best possible example for this because it's very, you know, it's very congested and very contained in this small area. It's an island. There's nowhere to expand. All the things that aren't don't apply to any of these other projects. Yes. Everyone will bring up New York. However, if you were bringing if you were making New York today, you would not put a subway on it. The fact that the subway exists from a long time ago doesn't mean you wouldn't stop using it, right? There's nowhere else to build roads. There's no way to do it that way. You wouldn't build New York the way it is today if you started today. And that's the problem. No, you would put the traffic underneath. You probably put the traffic. You might put the traffic underneath, but you probably don't build it all on that island the way it is. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. You're going to make less. You're going to make more room for cars to go because, you know, cars are there. When they yeah. built New York, they were like, you know what we need? We need more horse space. Right. So, yes, you use technology that you had at the time. If something's already built, you don't just abandon it because it may, you know, the Mm -hmm. infrastructure is Mm -hmm. such a large part of the cost. But 92 percent of its costs of light rail across the country are paid by people who never use it. Ninety two percent of the costs are paid by people who don't ride the train. That is completely insane. That is just a a feel good project 
for a politician to say, look what I'm doing for this community. And how much how much uh, is the American people paying for Amtrak? Oh, God. I mean, it's billions. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and that really only is for the elites that are going to Washington between Washington and New York. That's how they travel. You know, that's for the the government officials uh, to to move. I mean, a lot of regular people use it as well. I mean, you you do use that train if you're going from Washington, to New York, but that's what that's for. That's a Washington, New York thing. If you're not going to Washington, New York, I mean, you're generally driving. If you're not on business, mm-hmm. you're generally driving. Yeah, no, of course. And that's it makes sense, right? I mean, I think it's 4% of people in Dallas uh, commute by public transport. 4%. That doesn't even include the suburbs. But in Dallas, 4% of people. So they build this light rail and it goes all over the place. Every time someone steps on the Dallas light rail system, we have to pay them $4.21. Oh my gosh. So the best thing in the world would be no one rides it and we just park it somewhere. Because every time somebody steps foot on it, and it's rare if you ever see the, 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 oh, I know. the dark runs cars empty. pass by. It runs empty all the time. All the time. Uh, of course, that if it's running empty, that's even worse. Right. right? But <laughs> it would be better if they just stopped all the cars. $4.21 every single time. Uh, there are uh, 96,380 passenger trips uh, on the Dallas Light Rail every weekday. Uh, most of them are obviously round trips, so about 48,000 passengers. Uh, we could buy all of those passengers a new Prius for about $1.2 billion, which is the cost of just one of the four lines that make up the Dallas rail system. So we could buy everyone who uses it. There's four lines. The whole thing is $7 billion less than how much taxpayers have already invested in the train. And we could buy everyone who rides it a new car. That's how bad these systems are. And Dallas is not an outlier here. All, right. All the things. When you're saying, well, my town's not like that. Yes, yes it, it is. is. I promise. Yes, it is. It's a debacle. I've lived all over this country. And every city always, you know what we're going to do? We're going to build light rail. We're going to be right, light rail. We're, you know what we're going to do? We're going we're gonna to build a high-speed rail between Tampa and Orlando because we're going to get all those people <laughs> that are in Orlando. They don't want to really be there for Disney World. They'd rather be on the beach of St. Pete. Really? Really? Would they? Would they? Uh, they tried to build it. Hmm. Disaster. 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 And you could make the case that people would want to go on vacation and spend a few days in Disney and then go to the ocean or to the Gulf and be on the beach. You could make that case that you're in Disney and you want to take a high-speed rail to go see yeah. a space shuttle launch. You could make that case. No. Disaster. Cost-benefit analysis. Disaster. Not just benefit analysis. Now. So did Gavin Newsom wake up and suddenly recognize the free market system and go, you know what? This is a debacle. This doesn't work. What a waste of money. Really? The guy from San Francisco? (laughs) No, I'll tell you what I think is really happening next. One minute away. All right. This is it. This is it. Stu, have you done it? I did it yesterday. You have did? you done it? Oh, good. Yes. You have? Yes. I think I'm prepared now. Really? Yes. I think I'm prepared. Now, did you do it or did you say, oh, I, I know what I I'm going to do? I put a note in my calendar. Oh, good for you. That's the preparation. Wait. No, wait. You put a note in your calendar. Right. I have Tomorrow, to make sure I do it. Today. Today. Right. Tomorrow. I do it today. That's yeah. why I put the note in the calendar. 1-800-Flowers. 1-800-Flowers.com. Go there today. Today. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Tomorrow, you ain't getting anything. Tomorrow, you're not going to... Uh, three weeks ago, decided on the restaurant we were going to go. 
Uh, let's make reservations. Didn't. Now I'm lucky to get a table, not even at Waffle House. I'm lucky to get a table at McDonald's. <laughs> 1-800-Flowers.com. Go there now. The Rose Authority. 1-800-Flowers.com. They have Valentine, Valentine's bouquets and arrangements starting at $29.99. They're delivered tomorrow, but you got to do it today. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the radio icon. Enter the code BECK. Valentine's Day tomorrow. 1-800-Flowers.com. Code BECK. 10 seconds. Station ID. Do. Let me give you a scenario here. You tell me which one is is more likely. Gavin Newsom, the guy from that ran San Francisco, and we all know, I mean, that's the that's the home of feces and drugs. So it's great. Um, <laughs> is that their official slogan? No, yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that guy becomes governor of the most reckless spending state in the union. And he's a green guy. And all green guys know we got to get these cars off the road. And if we just had high speed rail from Los Angeles to San Francisco, we'd have that connection and it would cut down time. It would cut down on traffic. This is the most reckless spending state, the most environmentally conscious state. Uh, the one that doesn't care about anything other than that, except for the congestion on the highways, and he's canceling the high-speed rail on the week after the Green New Deal comes out, Mm. where they say, we need to build these trains like they are in California? What? That is, especially the timing of it is incredibly strange. Celebrate. Do not celebrate conservatives. You should stop and go, hmm. Now that doesn't seem like a team player move. Even if it's true, the week when everybody's talking about the new Green Deal, three and a half billion dollars from government aid was loaned to the state of California. Keyword loaned to the state of California for their high-speed rail. They have to pay that back. It's, uh, by the way, uh, more than twice than what Trump was, or uh, more than twice than twice of what Trump got for the border wall in this yeah. last deal. So, And that's not enough to even build the rail. Okay, they had to come no, up no, with other money. Not even close. It's yeah. tens of billions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So they got $3.5 billion from the federal government, but they have to pay that money back. Now, if I'm Gavin Newsom and I'm looking at the landscape and I'm trying to do the things that are right, and I know that all my constituents, while they are all green and they hate the traffic, they also know that we are spending money hand over fist and they're having to pay for it. So I say to myself, hmm. Where could I find three and a half billion dollars? I know. I could cancel the train and send that money back in hopes that in 2020 we will have a new 
a green new dealer uh, in the Oval Office, and it will become a federal project, and I won't have to pay for any of it. So let me look fiscally responsible. Let me say, oh, I believe in the Green New Deal. But the K-State of California, this is just not efficient for us at this mm. time. Send that money back. Stop having the taxpayers foot more bills for that, knowing that the next president, should the Democrats win, will say, Gavin, you know and I know. You've got congestion, and you're leading the way on environmental issues. You gotta have it, and you already got most of it. You know, all the paperwork's done, everything. You're already moving in that direction. We're just going to send you the money because this is an important project for the United States of America. That is what's happening. Mm, you th- I mean, that makes makes sense. It makes him look somewhat good to the the state and saying he's being fiscally responsible, but mm-hmm. know, knowingly he's going to be getting it probably in a few yes. years anyway. Amazing. He's playing that game. Mm. I'm get, I'm, I'll bet you he's playing that game. I'll bet you if Donald Trump loses, God help us, the Green New Deal will pass and the state of California will have their high-speed rail for free. Well, not for free. It'll be on your back. You will never ride it in Iowa, but you'll pay for it. You're listening to Glenn Beck. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, I can't tell you enough. I was meeting with some financial people yesterday on some projects that we're working on. And uh, I said, about the same, better, worse. We all agree that uh, Europe is a nightmare. The... The regular cycle of recession in America is way overdue. We are going to hit troubled times. If Europe falls apart and it starts to shake apart, it's going to infect us and interest rates are going to go up. Please refinance your home. Please get these low interest rates now. Or if you're buying a new home, only go to AmericanFinancing.net. Do your own homework, but go to AmericanFinancing.net. They're going to save you a boatload of money. By the way, the original cost of that train, $10 billion, now expected to be $77 billion before it was canceled. Oh, my Up gosh. to 100 possibly, and would lose over a quarter billion dollars a year iPatriots.us is a new conservative alternative to liberal-based email services. It's secure, private, and safe, no ads or spam. And they won't collect or sell your data ever. Go to iPatriots.us right now, pick your membership. At checkout, select your own iPatriots email address, enter promo code PATRIOT, get the first month free. Go month to month, cancel any time. I want to introduce uh, or reintroduce um, uh, somebody that is one of those people that will cause a big crowd to, you know, you'll be standing someplace and there'll be people lined up around the block and you'll be like, what the hell is uh, Who's here? What celebrity is here? That's a nice introduction, Glenn. Thank you. No, not for you. Oh. Uh, and they'll say, oh, it's uh, Elizabeth Johnston. And you'll be like, who? The people who know her love her. Over 70 million views. Uh, she is She's just a mom and she had enough. And so she started blogging or vlogging and uh, 
people are listening to her. She's got a new book out, Not on My Watch, How to Win the Fight for Family, Faith, and Freedom. Welcome, Elizabeth Johnston. How are you? Hi, Glenn. Thank you so much for having me. I'm great. I'm trying not to wet my pants right now. <laughs> I, uh, I, did, I did the math. I did the math, and I've been listening to you for 18 years. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. And I haven't cured you yeah. of that yet, <laughs> no matter how hard I try. Glenn Beck is back too much. When you were doing, back when you were doing uh, Moron Trivia every Friday, that's yeah. how far back I was. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, Elizabeth. Yeah. Tell me about yourself first, quickly. Who you were before you were, before you snapped. Yeah, I am a homeschooling mother of 10 children. Uh, my obsession, <laughs> my, my obsession these last 20 years have uh, been my children, my husband, um, educating my children. And uh, really, we've been very active in the pro-life movement for 20 years. But what really was the turning point for me was when Kim Davis went to jail for not being able to, according to her conscience, sign a same-sex marriage license, and then when Obama issued his transgender bathroom directives, and I knew that our little daughters were going to be submitted to having men in their dresser rooms and locker rooms, I no longer recognized my country. I was extremely mm. alarmed, and I said, I have got to get off of the sidelines and get onto the front lines of culture. That's when I filmed my first video, and the rest is history. Lo and yeah. behold, there was a huge hunger for a bold and, when necessary, even confrontational response to the outrageous moral and social issues of the day. So tell me about some of the, some of the place, because I want to get into the, what you've paid. Uh, it's come at a high price. Um, but tell me, you know, Teen Vogue, for anybody who doesn't remember your involvement in that. Yeah, we uh, dealt Teen Vogue a uh, black eye that they were never able to recover from, by the grace of God. When Teen Vogue was teaching little children in a fashion magazine, teenagers, how to have anal and oral sex with one another, um, we had had enough. And we built a bonfire in my backyard, and I burned the magazine. And that, that uh, video was viewed, I think, about 15 million times. And we started Operation Pull Teen Vogue. I don't have a fund. I don't have, you know, money or anything to work with. It is, when I say grassroots, this is as grassy and as rooty as it gets, what we do. And, uh, and we started Operation Pull Teen Vogue and started calling their advertisers. And, um, of course, the editor of Teen Vogue responded to us on Twitter by uh, posting a picture, shooting a bird at us with his rainbow-colored <laughs> fingernail um, and, uh, and a picture of him kissing his, his lover. But uh, we didn't, as parents, appreciate that that was how Teen Vogue responded to us. They're not concerned at all about the sexualization of our children. And so five months later, they shuttered their print edition. They were the only, only magazine of all of Condé Nast magazine, Vogue, Glamour, Brides. They were the only one who had to shutter their print edition that year. So I want to talk to you about abortion because you, you cover this in your in your new book. Um, you cover all of the issues that every parent is dealing with now. But I want to talk to you about abortion because I think that we have um, we've approached the cliff uh, and we are looking into the abyss right now. And if we don't pass this test, 
if if america doesn't stand and say okay you know what no we do not do what they're proposing in new york this state this this uh this law is immoral and wrong we have gone from let's have an argument and and we're making some progress to they have gone to the insane lines where the nazis were uh and even the german people stood up if we don't pass this test i think we fail as a nation Glenn, I agree. I believe that this is not just a horizontal problem, a policy problem, that we have a very serious vertical problem between us as a culture and God. We do not have God's heart on this issue, and that is why we are organizing something right now that is the most important thing I have ever done, and I know that you and your listeners are going to love this. This is the day of mourning. It is just a week and a half from now. On February the 23rd, we are asking Americans to wear black, to not shop, to close down your businesses, and to repent with us for the sin of abortion. This is just a week and a half away. On February 23rd, if you go to dayofmourning.org, you will get all the information you need, a toolkit there. We are asking Americans to stand in solidarity with the preborn. You know, we've tried a lot, Glenn, over the years. We've tried a lot of different, you know, compromised pro-life measures, just taking scraps from under the table from these politicians. We've tried so many things over the years. Can we try for a day as a nation to get on our faces before God and plead for him to change our hearts and have mercy on us? And maybe he will hold back the judgment from us that we very much deserve right now. So I'd ask your listeners to go to dayofmourning.org. We're going to have a huge rally in Albany, New York. The Benham brothers are going to be speaking there. Black conservative David J. Harris Jr., an eight-year-old abortion survivor, will be sharing with us. It's not going to be a pep rally. It's not going to be a fundraiser. It is going to be a sober time of repentance and praying for God to send revival to us, which I know that you know so much about times in history where we've had a a massive spiritual awakening. Guys, we've got to admit that that is what we need more than anything right now. And so if your listeners could get behind us and be at our Albany, New York rally, this thing is going viral and spread it now to over 10 cities that are going to be live streaming our event again with no money. Um, this has become an expensive event, $20,000 for this venue in Albany. Um, I've had to borrow $2,000 from my 16 year old son a few days ago so we could buy plane tickets to get some of our speakers there. But um, I just, God has put this on our heart, Glenn. And uh, we really believe that this is the call to action right now, the day of mourning. So please go to dayofmourning.org, and I hope I can meet some of your listeners in Albany, New York, on the 23rd. Where's it being, where, where's it being held in Albany? The, the venue is awesome. The venue is actually the Empire State Plaza Convention Center room. And listen to this, Glenn. It is literally underneath the ground where Cuomo and the radical feminists signed and celebrated and cheered like they had won a Super Bowl game when they signed that infanticide law. It's like Satan thought he had crushed us, but he didn't realize that we were just seeds, and we're going to be the seeds under the ground who are going to rise out from under the ashes of this terrible infanticide law, and we are going to see an end finally to the child killing, I believe, as a result of this. You know, it's interesting, um, and uh, sorry to go, you know, religious on you here um, uh, more than we already have. But uh, in my faith, uh, all of our baptismal fonts are underground. 
um, because we believe that it is uh, dying and being uh, cleansed and and rising again. So we all of our baptismal fonts have to be on in the basement level or, uh, you know, at the ground level underground. Uh, And um, uh, it's striking to me that you are holding this underground as you are Mm. as you're mourning death and mm-hmm. coming back up out from under the ground, hopefully re- renewed. I, I, uh, I'd like to talk to you more about this myself. I'd, I'd like to help you in any way I, I, I can. Um, you are um, facing pushback, and, and it's you know pretty extreme at times. Uh, and a lot of people, when you say you got to stand up, a lot of people say, I can't lose my job. I can't, I can't do this. I can't do that. Any thoughts on that for the average person? I'm afraid that too often we think that, um, you know, living for God is is more of a, a popularity contest than it is actually, you know, fighting and winning a battle. And so when people say to me that they can't do what I do or they can't lose their job, they need to realize that I can lose everything because of what I do, too. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I got an email that said, I will murder you and your children. You have experienced this, of course, um, on, a, on a larger scale over the years as well. Um, I have had unbelievably slanderous hit pieces written against me and my family and shared 60,000 times on the Internet, uh, unbelievable lies that could ruin us and that could ruin my husband. My husband is a medical doctor and people call my husband's hospital. They find where he works Mm -hmm. and they tell lies about us. They call us terrible names, child abusers. They make up things about us. Um, And so we can lose everything too. And so please, you know, we can't use as an excuse um, our reputations and and our jobs. Do we love our stuff more than we love the future that we're going to hand down to the next generation. That's my all-consuming thought at all times as I'm working, as I'm doing the activism, the ministry that we do. I'm always thinking about my children and their children, my future grandchildren. Fifty years of Christians sitting on their butts in pews doing nothing because Jesus is going to come back and rescue us all is what has landed us in this place. We have got to see that we are to be the salt and light of the world. We're not supposed to wait for Jesus to come back. What if Jesus doesn't come back for 200 more years? What kind of hellhole is this going to be at that point if we don't all rise up and do our job and do what we're supposed to do? Um, we are talking to an amazing woman, Elizabeth Johnston. She is, uh, you can find her at activistmommy.com. Uh, her new book is called Not on My Watch. Um, do you remember, Elizabeth, uh, me saying probably 12 years ago or so, there's nothing more powerful than when you start a sentence with, I'm, I'm a mom. I'm just a mom. Okay. Do you remember that? I don't, but uh, I I'm, I certainly do agree with you. There's a power um, with with mama bears, and really, that's the the whole premise of my book is that I am seriously just an ordinary person who's been carrying a diaper bag around for 20 years, um, doing the work of a mother. And God uses ordinary people. How often have we seen throughout history how God uses very ordinary people to do extraordinary things for Him? 
Um, I am able every day to inspire so many people to find their voice who have said, I've been so afraid to speak, and now I'm emboldened. And God wants to use all of your listeners like that. And so I always say, whatever the issue is that he's put on your heart, is it is it abortion? You know, maybe your family needs to go outside of an abortion clinic and pray together and offer help and hope for these women. Is it the transgender bathroom situation? Maybe you need to be in front of your city council saying, no, not on my watch. We cannot allow this. This is not right. Whatever that thing is, you know what it is. I don't. You do. Do that thing. Be faithful in that little thing. And, and as you know, David the shepherd boy killed a lion and a bear with his bare hands. If you will do that little thing, then you'll be amazed at the giant that God will end up giving you to slay. Just be faithful. Elizabeth Johnston, it is uh, an honor to speak to you. Um, thank you for your clarity. Thank you for your courage. And thank you for being an inspiration to so many. The name of the book thank is... Thank you so much, Glenn. You bet. The name of the book is Not On My Watch, Elizabeth Johnston. And I want to give the uh, address again of dayofmourning.org. Uh, that is the what date? Is that happening, Elizabeth? Oh, she's uh, she's already gone. I had it up. Uh, yeah. The day, just look for dayofmourning. That's with a U. Uh, <laughs> dot org. Uh, yes. 2-23-2019. So not pretty close. Only 10 days away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let me pause here for 10 seconds uh, and, uh, and tell you here uh, about our, our sponsor this half hour. Yeah, Chamonix, uh, they, they, uh, they know Valentine's Day is tomorrow, but you want to have something ready to go for Valentine's Day? You want to have, uh, maybe give yourself a present for Valentine's Day? How about taking 10 to 15 years off of your appearance with GenuCell jawline treatment? It's new. No more turkey neck, double chin, or sagging jawline. You don't need any of that. Uh, now till uh, tomorrow, the brand new GenuCell jawline treatment is yours free when you order GenuCell for bags and puffiness under the eyes. And for results in 12 hours, GenuCell immediate effects is also free. The place to go for this is GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com, or 800-577-8709. You can say goodbye to the double chin, bags under your eyes, and even the lap lines and crow feet. You can say goodbye to all that. And if you're kind of skeptical, which I can understand, it's a claim. It's guaranteed to your money back, so you're, you've got nothing to risk here. 800-577-8709 or GenuCell.com. Order now and get the GenuCell Collagen Builder and Free Express Shipping. It's the only last couple days here for this offer. 800-577-8709 or GenuCell.com. It's GenuCell.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is uh, Eric Christian, who was on the Wonderful World of Stew a few years ago, talking about the train disaster in California. High-speed rail. Listen. Now, he got a little more in-depth in a second, mm. um, but just ponder yeah. what he just said there. Okay. Apparently, the audio not working. Let me give <laughs> okay, you this, though. Right. Uh, in 2008, uh, when the bill passed, it was supposed to be $10 billion. Now, it's supposed to cost $77 billion. And they think it's going to be really over 100 if they ever actually completed it. It was supposed to give people um, a a ride for $50 a person. Now it's up to $81 a person. This is actually a few years ago. Some numbers are a little bit low. It was supposed to take two hours and 40 minutes. It's now supposed to be between four hours and 440. Uh, What kind of high speed is that? I know. Um, It was uh, supposed to... um, It was supposed to have 65 to 117 million riders in 2035. Uh, that got downgraded a tad to 19.6 to 31.8. So from 65 to 20. 
they downgraded how many people would actually be riding it. It's supposed to cost between $124 million and $373 million a year just to cost to cover the cost of the train running. That how much they, you lose? How much do you lose every year? That's what I mean. About three hundred seventy-three million dollars a year is expected on top of the hundred billion dollar cost. Oh my god! You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right, let me tell you about uh, Relief Factor. Relief Factor been helping me for the last year. It's helped several people around the uh, office. Uh, it's 100% natural. It's drug-free. It helps work on your um, uh, on your inflammation. It suppresses inf- inflammation, which is the cause of most of the pain. You went to a point. It got to the point where you went to a 200 degree below zero cryo chamber to try to ease, ease your pain. I did. <laughs> you I actually did everything. Did that. Everything. Did. You did everything before you tried re- Relief Factor, which would have saved you some time and money. I will say. Thank you just you. would have tried it at the beginning. Thank you. Like everyone was telling you to. Thank you. I just want you to know, it hasn't, it's not a cure. It just makes your life livable without having drugs in your system. And it has so greatly reduced my pain. It's been a miracle for me, and I hope it will be for you too. It is for 70% of the people who try it. Just try it for three weeks. If it doesn't work in three weeks, it won't work. If it does, you get your life back. Try it now. Go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I have to tell you, we've had a couple of people on today, and our next, uh, the next voice you're going to hear in a couple of minutes is 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 not going to be an exception uh, to this. We've had amazing people on who have something really important to say, and our next guest has already gone viral with her message uh, that she gave just a few weeks ago. I want to talk to her about that, but she also has tremendous insight on what's happening in Venezuela, in Latin America, and also the State of the Union. You know, I'm such a dummy. I know that last year they all dressed in black, you know, for, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, what is it? Yeah, Me Too. Boy, uh, where has that been? For the Me Too movement, they all wore all black. So this year they wear all white, and I just think, oh, it's black and it's white. Okay, I got it. No, 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 no. There's real deep significance behind that, and you will not believe it when you hear the real story. Dr. Uh, Grazy Christie joins us next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. (sighs) U.S. intelligence officials in their annual threat assessment, just issued a warning on increased threats to our national security resulting from tighter cooperation between China and Russia. Cyber war received central billing in this report, as it has for several years. But get this. The report says, and I'm quoting, China for the first time uh, is capable of launching cyber attacks that could disable U.S. critical infrastructure such as disruption of the natural gas pipelines for days to weeks. Look, everything's being fought right now in ones and zeros. Information, uh, 
all of the disinformation, the disruptions, it's all ones and zeros. And when it happens, it's going to happen so fast, it's going to just be blinding. Please, I urge you, I urge you, make sure you look at all of the stuff that you have in 401k and your IRA and everything else. You look at what you have, where you have it, and spread out the risk as much as you can. If you have money in a big bank, one of the big five, great. Do you have any money in a local standalone bank? Because you should. May I suggest you also have gold or silver? I've been dealing with Goldline for a very long time, and I am telling you, there is going to come a time. I'm more convinced today than I ever have been that we are going to need gold or silver just to be able to survive for a little while. Look at what's happening. That's practically cannibalism in Seattle because of 20 inches of snow. What do you think is going to happen if we have major disruption? Please. Go to Goldline and find out if gold or silver is right for you. Gold is always the place where people run when insanity rules the planet. And if we're not insane now, what does insanity look like? 1-866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Dr. Crazy uh, Christie is uh is from miami and she gave this great talk at the uh right to life march and it's gone viral you might have seen it and i'm going to ask her about that but she's because she's from miami she also um has are, you're from latin america or your people are from latin america crazy i'm i'm from cuban parents my parents are cuban and i grew up in mexico okay i've got it from all sides okay all right so (laughs) you have this just this great understanding of what is happening i I think i just want to start with uh what's what the white really signified because i just read a story two days ago from the new york times that the democrats are concerned about trump's stance on venezuela because the venezuelans could be like cubans they could become conservatives and not vote for democrats because the democrats look like they're wrong on the venezuelan policy and uh and so they wear white uh just by happenstance at least that's what i think tell me the significance of the white that they were wearing during the so uh, during the uh, state of the union so this, the women in the State of the Union and Democrats, what they were referring to suffragettes, the the old suffragettes of the women were wanting the vote. Um, and those women wore white when they demonstrated, or sometimes they did, I guess. Uh, but when you're watching this from Miami and from other parts of the country, the optics are very different because to us here, the wearing of white is uh, is done by by women, especially, um, who demonstrate peacefully for human dignity uh, and women who are being uh, who live under an oppressive authoritarian system like the one in Cuba or the one in Venezuela. So many years ago, women demonstrated in white in Argentina uh, when their children were being disappeared uh, by the government. And so they demonstrated asking for information on their children who had been uh, kidnapped and tortured uh, in Cuba. Women in white dress every every Sunday they walk to church in Havana, and on the way to church, these are women of political prisoners, their wives and sisters and mothers. They, on the way to church, they're harassed by Castro's forces. Um, so here in Miami, dressing in white um, just looks stupid because 
It signifies uh, there is something called the uh, what is it? The Damas de Blanco. That's it. That's that's what they're called in Spanish. The ladies of white. Okay, And they they stand against oppression and they stand against the oppression of government. Um, And so it is a it's a a, a, a not too subtle in the in the Cuban or Venezuelan world or Latin American world. It's not so subtle tip of the hat of, hey, we're we're standing against those who want to oppress. But do they do they realize that the oppressor is the big government, the big Marxist government usually? Yeah, but what, what's horrible watching it from here and understanding is that we know what real oppression looks like. We know what it's like when the country, when the governing, the you know, dictatorship destroys your life and takes your children and your husband and just explodes the country. Um, so much suffering, so many years of suffering in Cuba and now Venezuela. And, and then we just we look at these women, these Democratic women who are elites, you know, who have everything on their plate. Um, especially they have the right to protest their government without being afraid of being imprisoned and tortured. So it's, it just looks really bad from here. Uh, we're talking to uh, Dr. Gracie Christie. Uh, she is from Miami. She is um, with the uh, Catholic Association dot org, Catholic, the Catholic Association dot org. She spoke at the um, uh, right to life uh, rally and you talked about abortion and the the fallacy that a woman's life is in danger, and that's why we would perform a late-term abortion. Can you address that? Yeah, so I did a, a very short little Twitter video explaining that when a woman is in her third trimester of pregnancy and, she's, and her life is in danger, which is a very rare occurrence, but it does happen, um, there is no need to abort the child that what can happen and what should happen is that the child should be delivered. So a late-term abortion for the mother's health is never medically necessary. Um, it's, uh, the preferential option should always be to try to preserve both the life of the mother and the child. I, 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 I want to make sure that I, I have this right, because I had a doctor tell me the other day that the right thing to do, if the mother, the health of the mother is really in jeopardy, it's usually means cesarean section right now. Get the child out of her right now. Correct? Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's a six-minute procedure in skilled hands. So if there is a, a real urgency to end the pregnancy, the way to end the pregnancy is through a C-section, not an abortion which destroys the child. And the, and the other case is in destroying the child, that's a three-day process. So if the mother's health is in danger... That would mean we've got to we've got to move. But this is a three day process to kill and then actually give birth to a dead child. Right. And so when those women in white at the at the State of the Union address, when President Trump spoke out against third trimester, late trimester abortion, and they just sat there with their sour faces, um, you know, this is what they're advocating. They're advocating this crazy procedure where the child ends up dead versus a quick cesarean section where at least the child gets a chance of life and the mother will do just fine. Your parents uh, being from Cuba and you growing up in that community, I know, I know Cuban uh, uh, refugees or, or uh, uh, kids of, of the refugees from Cuba. um, And they all, they know exactly what's coming. How are your parents dealing with this right now? Watching their new country now going through this? What, what are they saying at night? 
Well, what, what really astounds uh, Cubans and other people who've lived through socialist nightmares is the way that the Democratic Party is embracing socialism. That just that just flips us out. We're just sitting there going, what? <laughs> this has already been tried and found disastrous and and caused so much human suffering, so much pain. So that's the, we're, there's, there's a lot of that going on down here. How can we help the, the Venezuelan people? You know, we... We can't get into Venezuela. The people that we have in Venezuela, they don't want to talk to us because they're afraid that they will be found and and disappeared. Um, uh, Maduro has has blocked all of the aid. He knows whoever uh, uh, controls the food wins. I mean, in the last election, which was totally rigged, um, you know, he just he he arrested people who are running against him. But in the poorest areas he i can't remember what the slogan was in spanish but it it translates to uh uh you give i give meaning you give me your vote and i'll give you the food uh you just have to vote for me he's blocking all the food and humanitarian aid because he knows he who has the food has control what do we do well he's got to be treated as the pariah that he is by the entire um, world of the, the entire political community of the world uh, also, especially the United States, and also we have to remember that it's Cuba, it's the dictatorship in Cuba that's keeping Venezuela going. Right. So I think also there has to be a big crackdown on our relations with Cuba, uh, because there's a lot of help coming over there from us um, in the way, uh, well, lots of different ways, but even just tourism. Um, so we're helping to prop up the Cuban economy, and the Cubans are spending a ton of money um, making Venezuela a hellhole. Um, also, Mexico. Mexico is the president of Mexico is one of the only uh, in this hemisphere. Um, there's only two other countries, Cuba and I can't remember the other one, maybe Chile, that uh, are not uh, that they're still siding with Maduro. Mexico, this guy, do you know anything about the new president? Because I don't know much other than he is a he's a, you know, a diehard Marxist. Um, but his all, all I know is my Mexican friends here, and there's a lot of Mexicans here in, in, in Miami. Again, yeah. everyone in Miami is from somewhere else, as you know. <laughs> um, so, but they're really destroyed by by the new president. They really think he's going to be. An, it's, it's another Venezuela. Another yes, yes. It's a very distressing thing to have a Marxist <sighs> at the helm of that good country. Doctor, I appreciate it. I appreciate your uh, strength and willingness to uh, speak out. How's how's your career doing with now that you're, you know, being so outspoken on abortion? You know, one of the things that scared me a little bit is the amount of hate that's been poured on me uh, over this, uh, over, especially my little Twitter thing that went uh, viral. Um, and I'm surprised at how much personal animus uh, people think is appropriate uh, no. to to throw, but I guess you're not surprised. No, no, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. It is a, it's an honor to talk to you. Thank you so much. And uh, I'd like to stay in touch with you because I think you, you have a, a unique uh, view of what's happening in the world. So thank you so much. I'd be honored. Thank you. You bet. From the Catholic Association.org, Dr. Grazi Christie from Miami. You're never more than 60 seconds away from uh, our opinion and our news. We're going to stop here for 60 seconds and tell you about Relief Factor, 100% drug-free. It's created by doctors, and it's for people who are in pain. 
And, you know, 50 million people are going to miss work today here in America because of pain. 50 million people have chronic pain and they just can't deal with it. And I understand. And there are people that have bad backs, bad shoulders, you know, injuries, uh, bad knees that work here. And they're all taking relief factor. People have been trying to tell me to take relief factor for a long time, but it's all natural. And so I don't believe in that. Until I got so desperate, I started taking it last uh, last Christmas, a year ago, Christmas. They say, just try it for three weeks. And that's what my wife said. Just try it for three weeks. If it doesn't work, what do you have to lose? Just try it. Why are you so stubborn? Okay. All right. She sounds terrible. But she is. Wow. She's awful. all over you. She's why, awful. Why does she treat you that way? I know. And she sounds just like that. Really? Still. Yes. Oh my yes, goodness. she does. So anyway, I tried it for three weeks and she was right. And uh, so I hmm? missed the last part there. Yeah. Was... Well, you miss you miss a little. You miss a lot, don't you? So here's the thing. It's Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com and get out of pain. We pause now for 10 seconds. Station ID. You know, I, 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 I love shows like today, and I hate shows like today. I mean, I, I love shows like today because we talk to people who are just amazing, and they're putting mm-hmm. it all out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's pretty inspiring, I it's think. It's very inspiring. And then I, every time I'm in those interviews, I'm like, you are such a slug. What are you doing? That's what I think about you, too, in those moments. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's so weird. We came to the same conclusion. So strange, because my wife was just saying, (laughs) you should fire Stu. And I'm like, no, don't fire Stu. (laughs) You should do do that. Was I right about Relief Factor? Again, you should listen to her. Uh, Um, But uh, (laughs) so I think, so you're saying that you feel like you should be out there more doing Yeah, you know, don't you ever feel that way? Don't you feel like... No, you don't. I'm not much of an activist. Yeah, I'm not either. I I don't. I'm not either, but I feel like... Uh, we're supposed to be, you know, uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I, I, I'm, it's, it's hard. This job for me, at least is hard because I'm sitting here. I'm getting paid. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, what are the troubles in my life? Right. I know. I, I understand that feeling. I mean, I think you have to look at it from a, a broader perspective. I mean, we talked to the activist mommy last hour who's you know, making a real impact with an event in, in Albany about abortion and you know, 70 million video views and a new book out and everything. And as she kind of alluded to, I mean, one of the reasons she's doing all this is because of you, right? She listened to this show uh, over a long period of time in the show on Fox and maybe CNN and maybe Blaze TV and all of these things. And there has to be some people who everyone has a role, right? Yeah. And I think that that is... I know. It's just, I guess. I guess uh, maybe we all feel this way. Maybe other people. Maybe she at times feels like, oh, if I just had, you know, the if I just had Glenn Beck's job, then it would be <laughs> yeah, different. Maybe. You know, maybe I don't know. But it's just. I, I guess we just have to all be comfortable with our own roles. Because like I, the first thing I thought of is I want to be in Albany next week. Is yeah. it next week? Yeah, next it's Saturday. Twenty third. They're doing the event in Albany, which is uh, it's the week preceding like CPAC. Am I going to CPAC? Am I is am I I've speaking at CPAC? Heard rumors of this. I don't know for sure if it's yeah. confirmed. I think it's I got happening, a, but I don't know for sure. I got a note from Matt Schlapp, and he said, "Hey, you want to speak?" And I said, "Sure," uh, but I haven't heard anything else, so I don't know if I'm. So I don't know. I if that's assume happening. we're going. Yeah. Anyway, the the 
setting up something like that is a big deal. You've done some of that, obviously, the, the rallies, uh, going back to the Rally for America uh, back in the day or mm-hmm. to all of the restoring events that have happened over the years. I mean, I think that's part of what we do here. But I mean, it, I think it's more than that. One of the things you talked about it through all of those events was we need to find the next George Washington. We need to find yep. the next person who's going to be doing that. And they are standing and, up. Yeah, and it's happening more and more. Mm-hmm. That is that is encouraging. Unfortunately, yeah. I think the left is also getting that same thing happening where they're finding their people to stand <sighs> up and, you know. And they just, imp- they can empower people so quickly. You know, it's amazing is what we found out last night on last night's show. We were playing Connect the Dots like we used to on Fox because there's a whole new group of people connecting dots to. Uh, and... Um, and we sat there like a bunch of dummies looking at the State of the Union address and the rebuttal. And how many people do you know say, why did they pick the woman who lost the Georgia governor's election? <laughs> mm-hmm. Why would you pick her? Well, we found out last night. <laughs> we were connecting the dots. She is the elite's elite pick. She's the one who is talking about reparations and all of these really crazy things. And they're not done with her. They just think that she is a superstar and it's the same group of people, democracy Alliance, you know, the George Soros group uh, and uh, media matters, all those, all those guys, that's who they are. They're pushing. That's why she was there. Not because the democratic party said it, but because that's one of their new up and coming stars. And they, they, man, they do have a good system at that, don't they? Where we don't. We feast on each other. We're still trying to get people to stop fighting with each other who are all conservative. Oh, every freaking 10 seconds is another conservative bashing another conservative. I mean, I, that's just end- endless. Stop it. But I mean, look at Ocasio Cortez is a decent example of this. Remember, all these people that are now embracing Ocasio Cortez. All endorsed Joe Crowley in the race. They all wanted her opponent to win, not her. She was a longtime Democrat that had been there forever. He was up near the leadership of the of the Democratic Party. He had all the friends in Washington. All the people wanted him to win, not her. Now that she's there, they're all acting like they're on her side. And you know what? As soon as the heat kind of comes off of of, of Ocasio Cortez, which it's already starting to happen at some level. The Green New Deal has not been... There's not been a positive rollout. I don't think anybody would argue that. The idea that, you know, once the heat goes off of that, they'll go to somebody else. You know, but they do empower people quickly. They they try to take advantage of those things. You know, the Republicans run. I mean, when's, when is... It, I saw an article about this, and it was... A, I can't remember where I saw it, but someone was writing about how Republicans have just stopped even going on talk radio shows. This is the entire basis of the party for 20 mm-hmm. years, and largely they've just stopped going on these shows at all to try to explain to their base what they're trying to do. And it's because they've been called out too many times for their failures, but I mean, if you don't do that, you're, you're not going to get these people stepping up for you when you're trying to do something that's going to help the country in the Constitution. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Okay, so, you know, the old phrase, when it rains, it pours, uh, weirdly accurate, especially when your car dies or you need a major repair, you know? Usually that's right after your hot water tank has just exploded or you have a huge medical bill or you're tapped out from Christmas, then all of a sudden, or the dreaded check engine light. 
service light comes on. No, 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 no. I'm that's when I uh, where can I find the fuse for the service light to make it go back out again? Uh, that's why you absolutely need extended vehicle protection from CarShield. CarShield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair super easy. Um, yeah, he, he, you don't have to care. You don't. You don't have to care what it costs. You don't have to care what this, the situation is. You just get it done easily. If your car has 5,000, 150,000 miles on it, doesn't mean you have to pay high repair bills. Car Shield has already paid out over $2 billion in claims. They pay it directly to the mechanic. Get Car Shield right now. 800 Car 6100. 800 Car 6100 or CarShield.com. One place you should go is BlazeTV.com slash back. If you go there, you can sign up for the Blaze TV. Get all access to all the shows going back all the seasons. Use the promo code back this is the Glenn Beck program Al Gore made a movie called the inconvenient truth and I remember when Stu went uh, or when I went Stu was holding his breath he had already seen it and he knew oh man if Glenn gets his teeth into this one and he's swayed by the, you know, whatever. And I, I walked out of it and I went, that was a powerful movie. And I called you from the lobby of the movie theater. And I said, give me all the other side. I want to hear all the other side. Um, and we debunked it piece by piece. And it led to a, a book, an inconvenient book, uh, which had inconvenient facts. But that was only part of that book. There's a new book out now called Inconvenient Facts, the science that Al Gore doesn't want you to know. And the author, Gregory Whitestone, is a uh, Whitestone is uh, with us uh, now to go over some of it. How are you, Greg? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Thank yeah, you, you bet. You bet. OK, so uh, we were just talking off air about forest fires. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's start there on uh, on what climate change is doing to the state of California. Yeah, it's just awful. Did you know that forest fire, the number of forest fires actually are declining in California? According to CAL FIRE, that's the the source of all fire-related data in California. According to CAL FIRE, the number of fires have declined by almost 50% over the last 30 years. Mm. Now, granted, the area burned has increased, but that has the area burned has nothing to do with global warming or climate change, but rather poor, poor forest management. No, Greg, it has everything to do with there's no water in California and it's getting hotter in California. Well, well, the dirty little secret is with fires, there's there's three things we need uh, for wildfires and forest fires. You need an ignition source, you need fuel, and then you need arid uh, conditions. And you know what we're doing? Man's actions are actually contributing negatively to all three, but it's not because of global warming. Um, the Sierra Nevada Conservancy says there are four to five times as many trees per acre today than what a normal healthy forest should have. Four to five times too much. And what that means is, of course, more fuel. That's mm-hmm. easily understood. Mm-hmm. But what it also means is the second largest source of aridity of loss of soil moisture is the oil that's sucked out of the out of the ground in the soil. From the trees. From the trees. So now you've got four to five times too many trees competing for that same scarce uh, soil moisture when you think about it now it's leading to the aridity and there's estimated a 1000 percent increase in the last 40 years of people living in fire prone areas so now we get ignition sources up we got more fuel mm. and we got more aridity and it's not due to climate change or global warming. Of course, that causes a lot more damage when the fire actually happens, too. We've got a lot more homes to burn. Uh, intensity, area mm-hmm. burned in California has increased. So necessarily, 
uh, each fire is about twice as big as it used to be. But the good news, Glenn, that goes unreported is that worldwide fires, mm-hmm. the number of fires is declining, mm-hmm. and it's the experts. Well, but it's probably those fires are put out because of all the hurricanes that are ah, happening. Yeah, but that would be area burned. We're talking, they, they're, they're talking about number of fires. Once that fire ignites, they count it. So even if it's put out, it's counted. So what we find is soil moisture across the world is increasing, and the fire experts tell us it's because of climate change. Increasing precipitation, and the climate alarmists will say, well, that'll lead to flooding, and it might in some cases. But the good news is we're seeing increased soil moisture around the world. And then because of increased CO2 fertilization effect, plants need less water. I mean, okay. All right. But uh, I mean, you're such a denier. Um, <laughs> let's go to the real facts. Let me take you to the real facts. Um, the, the polar ice caps are, are melting. The polar bears are having to move, you know, down into civilization because they're, they're, it's just they have no ice. They have no more ice. And at the same time, you see how hot it's getting. And at the same time, how cold it's getting all around the world. <laughs> Answer that one. Yeah, well, sea ice is diminishing in the, in the northern polar ice cap. Um, just as an aside, before we go any farther, you may not realize you could melt the entire northern polar ice cap and it would have scarcely any effect on, on sea level. And the reason is it's ice that's floating on the ocean. Mm-hmm. So as it melts, it displays. So we can, it's, it's only land-based glaciers that cause sea level rise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we have, and in my new app, I've got a, a, a chart showing the decline of sea ice and then comparing it to the increase in population of polar bears. So as sea ice has been diminishing, polar bears are increasing. Now, granted, part of it's because we stopped doing trophy hunting, uh, but certainly the loss of sea ice hasn't hurt them uh, to any measurable extent. And uh, the study related in the book, they compared bears in a high ice loss area along a Russia to the areas of bears that, that didn't have much. And those bears where there was a lot of ice loss, man, they were fat and happy. They mm. were much, much heavier, more successful than the bears where there was a lot of ice. I have to say, too, you also have an update <clears throat> on a stat that we talk about all the time when it comes to polar bears. I mean, back in the 60s, it was about 5,000 polar bears that existed. And we talk all the time, Glenn. We said this just mm-hmm. the other day that it's about up to about 25,000. And that number had come from the mid-2000s-ish. So I, I honestly hadn't seen an update in quite some time. You have an update in the book. Yeah, it's, it's uh, 2017. Uh, Susan Crockford's probably the top polar bear expert. And I communicated her. I wanted to get the best data. Uh, we published the book about a year ago. We've got a new app that's come out. Mm-hmm. I contacted. We were back and forth. I said, what's the best data you have to date? And that's what's in- incorporated in the app. Confirmed what I have in the book there. And... The average now. Bear in mind, it's dangerous and pretty tough to measure polar bear populations sure. because uh, they eat they, you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Amer- people taste a lot like seals because we're yeah. on the polar bear menu. Right. And uh, but but uh, it, her average, she estimates twenty eight thousand five hundred. So it's increased since that that because re- I, I remember the first time I heard five thousand to twenty five thousand. I, th- I thought it was impossible. Yeah, bear in mind, there's an, there's like an error bar like this. Sure. So it might be off by a couple thousand because, yeah. again, it, it's pretty tough to... to Bottom line is mm-hmm. it, we haven't seen a, a significant decrease. Uh, oh, that's, no. That's it's definitely certain. been increasing. It's just how much. That's the question. When, when it comes to the fires, let me back up a little bit to that. One of the things that people will say when it comes to these fires getting worse is we just have had so much drought. 
there, there's been more, there's more drought now than there's ever been before. And that's causing all of these problems to get worse. Yeah. Again, again, what we're being told flies in the face of the science and the facts. Um, I think it, it, at this point it might be, might be interesting for your viewers to find out that I didn't set out to write a book. I set out to seek the truth hmm. and, and it was that search for the truth that led me to this. And that was one of the stunning things about drought and forest fires. When I found out that actually droughts were in a slight decline, um, and especially the big droughts were declining, I, I just, I said, wow. And I said, no one knows that. No one knows that. Yeah. Everyone so there might worse. be droughts here and there, but well, overall. All, right. They're, exactly. Droughts is all, have always been with us. They always will be. Mm-hmm. The good news is um, the most severe droughts are, are being exacerbated mainly by that increase in soil moisture we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, and this increase in soil moisture uh, alleviates those droughts. I've got a chart in the book and on my app uh, showing the most intense and significant droughts of the 20th century. And if you look at those, those are the really bad ones. The Dust Bowl. The Dust Bowl, the Sahel droughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there, were, there, there were a number, I think there were 28 that they recognized in the 20th century. But we find that most of those, almost all of them, were in before 1960. Um, so as CO2 has increased... As temperature increased, and yes, temperature, we're in a temperature increase, thankfully, we have been for the last 300 years. You say thankfully, and you actually show that pretty well in the book. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. When it comes to, uh, you know, the the amount of greens that were greenery, were we able to grow? I mean, it's increased almost everywhere in the entire world. Yeah, and also, it's fascinating. If you look over uh, human history, if we look over the last 4,500 years, each of the warming trends that we've seen, the Minoan, uh, the Roman, the medieval warm period, each one of these uh, correlated to a benefit of, of civilization. We see a great correlation between the rise and fall of temperature and the rise and fall of civilizations. Um, if you were Emperor Glenn in a warm period, you had it good because you could feed your subjects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Food was bountiful. Um, people had time to, to dream, to tinker, mm-hmm. to invent. In the cold periods, just again, opposite of what we're being told, the cold periods were where bad things happened consistently: famine, crop failure, pestilence, nasty population. Cold is very, very bad. And in the Little Ice Age, which was just recently, uh, we started warming at the end of this late late 17th century, and it's that beneficial warmth that we're recognizing today. Yeah, but if it stays on this, uh, worst case projections will be as hot as the sun in a thousand years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the problem. Exactly. Is, is they take these projections and then say worst case scenario. Well, that's not happened to the world before. And if you look back, how many how many uh, hot house and ice house periods have there been? Yeah, there been most of the Earth has been significantly going back to the pre-cam have been significantly warmer than we are today by as much as 15 to 20 times or degrees fahrenheit wow More, 15 to 20 times hotter significant it's called hot house events or or ice house events which is what we're in now uh during ice house events we have uh, ice at both poles or some, one of the poles during the hot house there's no ice uh, on earth and uh really and but the, the the key thing here is we look at carbon dioxide uh, it's in the past up until now is consistently temperature has caused carbon dioxide to change. In other words, when it warms, the oceans vent carbon dioxide, so carbon dioxide increases. Mm-hmm. During cold periods, 
it sucks up. Because I know it sounds counterintuitive, but if you put your a, a liter of, of ginger ale in your refrigerator, right? You open it up and it goes, you put that out in your on your patio in August and open it up. And man, it's like a volcano. And that, mm-hmm. what that's doing is spewing the carbon dioxide. And we have that same event happen with a warming ocean. Um, so the, actually the, the temperature mm. change precedes changes in CO2. When did CO2 become bad? Because I remember being taught in school. Were you taught this still? Oh, yeah. That what you that, that it was the miracle of the miracle of the circle of life <sighs> is poison to man. Enough of that. <sighs> you breathe out what you can no longer use, but the trees <gasps> breathe it in, and they breathe out <sighs> poison to them, if you will. Uh, just the air that we can breathe, the oxygen that we can breathe, and it's it's this circle. Is that even taught anymore? I don't know about that. I know you and I learned it. Uh, it's. But, did you but learn that? I did learn it. Yep. You, you've hit on an important point here, Glenn. Is that they need to demonize carbon dioxide, and they need to demonize it terribly because this is this drives all of these anti the, the environmental people to keep it in the ground movement, the anti fossil fuel, the divestment movement on college campuses. It's all driven by a demonization of carbon dioxide. They're saying that carbon dioxide is driving dangerous increases in temperatures and that those dangerous increases in temperatures will necessarily lead to catastrophic events. Right. Well, what they what these predictions are and their predictions, they're based on failed climate models of what may happen 30, 50 or 80 years in the future. What I've done in the book and in the in the app is is to say, well, what's actually happening today and. We've been warming for 300 years. We've been in adding significant CO2 for, well, since the end of World War II. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't we recognize something bad happening by now? But yet, no, we see crops continue to increase. Not entirely do it due to it, but a significant contributor is warming temperatures, lengthening growing seasons, and increasing CO2, leading to CO2 fertilization. And we see these bad things that are predicted just ain't happening. I mean, and, even even the UN says the net benefit... To increase CO2 levels until I think it's about 2080 is a net benefit for the globe, which is a, it's a st- it's a statement you'd never hear said other. That doesn't mean they don't have negative consequences in some parts. This is, again, the U.N. saying this, but they say net net for the globe. It's actually a benefit until about 2080. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the UN's a good person to use because they've, they've no. got a history of, of failed oh. predictions. And but, <laughs> it, but you're right. But even if they're saying it. Um, and of course, their their intergovernmental panel on climate change is the UN uh, uh, climate alarmist organization. Yep. Things like uh, there there are things that they capture that they kind of say tucked mm-hmm. away here and there that mm-hmm. I've publicized here as an inconvenient fact. Mm. Um, and so this, yeah. Can you can you tell us about the app here before we leave? Yeah, uh, real quick. Yep. Uh, app Store, Google Play Store. Search for inconvenient facts. It's awesome. It's powerful. It puts, you, it puts this information in the palm of your hands. It's well-sourced, well-referenced, hmm. and uh, videos re- uh, linked uh, to each one of these. That's great. So this is something that you can have in your pocket at all times. So when you meet a climate alarmist, you go to the app, and it will help you with the charts and the graphs. Everything is sourced. Uh, everything is, uh, is triple-checked to make sure that it's exactly right. And you have the argument. So you're not going, geez, I wish I heard that guy. I wish I would have listened or written it down. and Or I did write it down, and now I don't have the paper. It's there on your phone with Inconvenient App. Get the Inconvenient App. 
Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Glenn. You bet. God bless. All right. We are going through a time period right now where um, you're being tracked uh, on everything. Um, uh, there's a new book out about uh, what is it? Surveillance capitalism, where we're being surveilled because it makes our life easier. But you're also being surveilled and letting people in uh, that you don't want to have any of your information. That's why never use public Wi-Fi, but you need a a virtual uh private network okay virtual means it's not running off of your network it's actually running some other place it bounces around if you've ever seen the movies where they're like trace that call trace that that computer and it's bouncing all around <laughs> that's a vpn okay and it goes going across the screen right, yes. that's how you know it's official because right. it makes that little noise exactly mm-hmm. right they're like just 20 more seconds and we have them <laughs> uh that's a vpn and what it does is it stops even things like facebook from just tracking you um, you know, they're, they're now tracking, they, they think you're in, uh, you know, Sweden. So the, the ads might be a little different, uh, sometimes, uh, with this, but the people to trust with the secure VPN is Norton. Norton has been doing security forever. Uh, don't, don't trust the, uh, Facebook VPN. They're tracking you. Norton secure VPN. Remember anything that is free means you're the product. This isn't free, but it's $3.33 a month. That's it. That's where they start. Uh, and you can get that right now. You just download the app. You you log in, and then every time you open it, it takes care of it for you. It's Norton Secure VPN. I want you to sign up now. Uh, get an annual subscription. Starts at three thirty three dollars uh, a month. You do that now. All you have to do is go to um, Norton.com slash VPN. That's Norton dot com slash vpn you're listening to glenn beck